0: Hello,
1: hello, hello! Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition once again. <laughs> well, going to be on only Monday. because no, it comes no. out on Cyber Monday. I know. I know it's coming out Cyber Monday, so we'll tell you a little bit about that. But uh, for us, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. And this is Jessica Kaufman with me, as always, the lovely Elsie Escobar, and the Woo-hoo. hopefully silent this time around, John Domingo. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, <laughs> I'm joking. I only said Come that because Elsie was like, "Be nice about our article today."
2: I got to talk it to before. <laughs> don't,
1: Just a, no. It was a kind suggestion. Don't be a, so she John. Said, Please. She said, please. I know. I came just now from working out.
0: Oh, my God. I know. And you had bronchitis yesterday.
1: And I have bronchitis. So I spent the last 15 minutes of that workout trying not to and being unsuccessful at peeing my pants. Mm. So, like, I was like, what I, Because because you can only hold. So, like, I've had. Two kids and and it was like nothing happened. And then the third one I had, over, you know, at 39. First two I had before I was 25. So, like, everything stayed in place. The boobs were still good. Everything was still, you know, intact. Right. Then I pushed out this last one who was a good two pounds heavier than my first two. Hmm. And I was 39. And um, there's some problems with the peeing. Yes, there are. So, like, I can either hold it while coughing or working out. But it's very right. hard to do both,
0: right? And hence to like your to like lift something so. over
1: your head and cough and not be like fuck. So I have those um, underpants. They're called thinks. T H I N X.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some for Hunter. Oh, that, see, perfect. I have at least
1: five pairs of those. They are all in the wash because I've had bronchitis for a week. <laughs> oh. So I was like, fuck and do they am Just gonna, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they would have worked as well today because i gave it a double dose but like yeah for the most part they work they work that's great yep so good times guys i'm 44 and sometimes a sneeze is incontinent is that what it's called yes, yes thank you i wasn't going to say that oh sorry incontinent is when i think incontinent is when you have to pee and you just pee your pants that's not exactly what's happening okay i'm not incontinent i have surprise sneezes
0: that's different. Right. Or no, no, no. You don't have surprise sneezes. You have surprise pee. I don't have not surprise sneezes. pee. I do not have surprise pee.
1: If I push by laughing, coughing, or sneezing, there's no surprise happening. It says lack of voluntary. Okay, you're right. It says laugh of voluntary control over urination or defecation. Okay. I so have some never- voluntary. <laughs> no, what? No. <laughs> I have some control over it. It's just like you can't pee every 20 minutes to avoid it. I yeah. mean, I wear panty liners, so it's not like I'm peeing like down my leg, but like
0: still it's...
2: You're incontinent curious? I should have never brought this up.
1: I feel like I've talked myself into a corner.
0: Right. No, but you know, we had uh, we had a, a good laugh. We had a, my girl's birthday party last weekend and we had it at a trampoline oh, place, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like there were all of these trampolines everywhere. It was amazing. It's a, such a great space for them to just go hog wild. And the moms are like walking around, you know, we are all looking at our children going, you know, that looks really fun. Yeah. We should totally do that one day. But, you know, when you do these trampoline things, they give the kids these little traction socks, socky things. Yeah. Like when you get there, like they have like a whole thing they give the kids. So we're like, we probably wouldn't get those little uh, tracky socks because we would remember to bring our own, number one, because kids never do. They never wear socks. All of a sudden it's like, where are your socks? Never. But we would need special panties. Mm-hmm. Like everybody would get a diaper before they went and did it if they're an, if you're over 45 and you've had children or you're over 40, here's a yeah. diaper for you. Oh. I know. It's sad. But we laughed. We thought it was funny cuz P is funny. Okay. That's, well, that was a joyful way to begin our Cyber Monday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So today's Cyber
1: Monday. And um, just before we start with the issues, I want to get this out of the way. So like PodFest is having all these crazy giveaways. If you buy a ticket, you get a choice of a bunch of cool prizes. And so if you've not bought a ticket to PodFest and you're thinking of going, it's in March in Orlando. Go to the website and get on the email list right now so you don't miss your chance. Because, I mean, I can talk about it now since it's past Thanksgiving. But over Thanksgiving, we are slash have been, because now it's past, giving away an Apple Watch and then an Echo Show, a GoPro camera. I mean, you get to choose. A Fire Kids HD for Kids. He has like a bunch of stuff that you can pick if you buy a ticket to the conference. Only today, though. Which is Monday, Which is Monday, Cyber Monday. Don't Mm -hmm. try it after Cyber Monday. And yes, we're dating this episode, but that's okay.
0: Okay, but before, wait, 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 before we do the news, we have to talk about our amazing sponsor, Meet Edgar, who we feel, or at least I feel, would solve a lot of the problems that are actually um, brought up in the article that we're going to be discussing because it's going to really help out with your social media marketing and being able to kind of take that weight off of your shoulders so that you could just do what you love. So Jess, do you want to just share a little bit about what Edgar does?
1: Yeah. So Meet Edgar is something we've used for a long time. One of the reasons I started using it in the first place is because you can create buckets. And what's great about social media buckets is, for example, the Windbag Wednesday. You put one post in a bucket, you set a time slot for that post, and it goes every time without fail. So let's just say you wanted to talk about She podcast Live, and you wanted to do it every day at three o'clock. So you set up the time slots Monday through Friday, three o'clock, and then you write 10 posts about She Podcast Live and it just rotates them through evergreen wise or evergreen like. So I like the buckets because I don't like to have to think about my week as a start and stop. I like to think of it, I like to sort of get it all done at once. And then I don't have to think about it ever. So if I put 50 tweets in a bucket, that's it. It'll just go until I say stop, which I love. And that way you can do still your episode posting, but you know you already have other promotion constantly going. So that's why I love Meet Edgar. It also allows you to do the single post. It also allows you to post to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the things. It has a beautiful schedule. It's very well designed, not expensive. The woman who is the CEO and founder of Meet Edgar was one of the instructors of the business school that Elsie and I took when we first met, uh, B-School.
0: Yep. I bought her program on WordPress was the first program that I ever bought after B school. Yes. So that was too, like actually. the second thing. Yeah. So that was, and it really, was really good. It was really good. Yep. So yeah. So we
1: don't have a, coo- if you, if we do have a coupon code, it will be in the show notes. shepodcast.com. Otherwise just go to meet com and sign up and get started. Uh, the guy who works there, Tom Tate, used to work for Aweber. So he's very familiar with us and our community. And maybe many of you have met him at different podcast conferences. He's now working for Meet Edgar. So he'll know probably your name if you sign up after one of our shows. So
0: that's awesome. And you know what, Um, you guys, I've done one really fun call to action in lieu of not having a coupon. So but actually, I'm going to put the coupon in the the show notes if we do have one. But I've also done a click to tweet. So if you guys go into the show notes right at the top and it says, like, follow me. Meet Edgar, there are at Meet Edgar, and just, and there's an already pre crafted tweet for you. All you have to do is tap it, and it goes out like, Hey, at Meet Edgar, I heard you on an episode of She Podcast. Tell me more. And it's a real, like, sweet way that you can shout out to the team, and then they'll know that you're coming from us. And that's really what we want. We want to support, again, another company that's doing some good things that can actually help you get your podcast out easier because we know how hard it is, which actually brings us to the news.
1: The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news.
0: So I bumped into this article called, on Medium, because I bump into things like this all the time. And it's called, What I Learned as a Solo Podcaster. And this commentary that I feel we're going to give this article here for a little bit is both, uh, number one, educational, I think, for the majority of podcasters out there, but also in real, like, I don't want this to be mean or anything because I really want there to be an understanding that we know how hard this author worked on doing her show. And it is a really harsh reality. And I think that it really juxtaposes a lot of culturally what is a I can't say misinformation because it's not misinformation and it's it's kind of like when you don't know something about an industry culturally or when you don't – I don't even that's know what's called what... ignorance. Okay. I
2: thought we were going to use the word enlightened.
0: No, but
1: if she doesn't know about an industry and she's talking about it as if she does, that's an ignorant – I mean it doesn't mean like, ooh, girl, you're ignorant. I just mean yeah. –
0: like as it's in like, th- I think that it was one of those things that you know when you go because I've had this experience before, where like you travel to a specific town and somebody has given you the down low from their experience and said, "Oh, you know, if you go here, it's like this and this and this." And then you go, and then your experience is like, "Oh, wow! Well, I didn't know that it was going to be like this, or I didn't know it was going to, I'm needed to do this either." That only comes from going to this place, right? Nobody can really tell you what a town is going to feel like or what a trip is going to feel like or what a country is going to feel like unless you're in it. And I think a lot of people don't really come and hang out and live in podcasting town. (laughs) I think people come in and visit podcasting town a lot and then tell their friends about it, but they don't really live in it, which is, I think, a totally different thing. So this is what this is about. And this is an experience from somebody who has been doing uh, production and working in journalism for quite a while. True. It's an outsider's perspective, though. Well, yes. Well, I mean, coming into the scene, meaning that, you know, she I'm sure that the reason she started to do podcasting stuff is because it was she seen like the industry, meaning the audio production industry in the coasts, like the corporate podcasters or anything like that doing their stuff. And she was like, Oh, this looks like this could be a viable way for me to move into this. But the reason I want to say that she's been doing this a long time is because she like filed her first story when she was 19, dude.
1: That means she's a journalist. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. So right. She's been a long time radio producer, but not podcast producer.
0: Correct. So this is just coming into the scene. And that's what I'm saying. It's like you've been living in that one country and now you're coming to this other country. This is podcasting land. It's like,
1: yeah, it's like, it's like moving to China and being like, they eat a lot of fucking fish.
0: That's right. And I didn't know that I wasn't going to be able to not, you know, yeah, yeah, that kind of is absolutely. So it's like going to India and be like, well, I didn't know there were no burgers.
1: (laughs) I mean, I know they don't like, you know, I know cows are holy,
0: but I thought there'd be a McDonald's here and there. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Kind of like that. So in terms of her definition of of being a solo podcaster, I think it was really good. I think that she really coined it and she really set it up so that we know what it is. So it is creating, reporting, producing, writing, editing, hosting, mixing, scoring, distributing, marketing a podcast without external help or partnership with another media organization. Does that? What do you think about that?
2: It's Monday to me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, isn't it? Yeah. That's how OG podcasters podcast.
1: Right. I mean, to a person who's done it all without a media organization, it sounds a little spoiled. But perhaps there's some ownership in the fact that they are spoiled. I mean, we've been saying all along they're spoiled. That's why when you say this is a women's podcasting survey, it doesn't really apply to everyone because your first question should not be what
0: job do you have as a podcaster? Right. Again, we are moving into this from the kindness and the recognition. I'm not being of, unkind. You know, I know. Listen, I know uh,
1: just because I, know. I said ignorant. All right. I see where you're going. I said ignorance. I said spoiled. I'm right. saying these things with kindness and love. Karen, right, you're right. hearing this, I am not judging you. We are analyzing your thoughts without putting any personal judgment behind them. I mean, right. about you or your entire industry. I fully respect professional corporate podcasters as much as I do the OGs, as John calls them. And like, I don't have any judgment other than I'm finding it interesting. You know, I mean, I think that her words have a, a little judgment, although it's objective.
0: Right. No. And of part. course, it's it's from where she's coming from. But But right. you have to remember where it says that she does all the things. And then she says, marketing a podcast without external help or Partnership with another media organization, right? It's okay hard. So it's right. like two different things, there, right? Because there's yes. a lot of us that never came into this thinking we were going to have yeah. a partnership with another media organization, right? So in terms of that, I think that she's done a lovely way of, of putting this together and stuff. And one of the key things that I was like, yes, I'm so glad she put, she said this. She says. There is an underappreciated luxury producing for a radio station or media group, and I was like, "Yeah, duh."
1: <laughs> oh, that's cute, isn't it?
0: I know. It's so cute and, that she said that. I I'm know.
1: enjoying it so
0: much. <laughs> well, it's just because it's. I think that part of it is that there's two things that are happening. I think in this space right now, there are people who coming who are coming into the space from a luxurious place. That may have its issues, right? Because working for any corporate company does have its problems. Coming into from that luxurious space into like you in your house. Yeah. Like never taking your pajamas off and just editing and listening. And oh my God.
1: There's one major thing that this article is missing that would make it perfect. Okay. Respect for those who do it alone. Oh, right. You're correct. I feel like if there was an added element of, Damn, those bitches work hard. Right. I would be much more satisfied. Yes. But instead, it
0: comes off a little bit like kvetching, whining. You know. Well, I think that we all go through that, and alas, yeah. we do it very. We do it often, but we do it often to them. <laughs> Meaning, you know, these people are coming into the space, so to speak, and we're like, "Hello, we've been here this whole time."
1: I want the end to be like wow i'm proud of the work i'm doing on my own but instead it's like i'm not sure where i fit in well because she's right i'm getting lost she's it's just complaint from start to finish i really wanted a happy ending of like we should respect them we should own up to what how much work it is to do what they nothing happened in that realm at all and i wished it did
0: I mean, but but some of the stuff that I had written in here, you know, in in our show notes, alas, it's just really focusing in on the fact that with the whole having a team kind of thing, there are some things that I feel that we as independent podcasters are lacking or as people who are like recording in this way and not with you guys. Thankfully, I, you know, when I start to work with my clients who are solo people who do their own show, who are trying to do this kind of thing out and put it out there I see this a little bit more. I think that there's something to be said for having a co-hosted show because we do get an opportunity to at least get feedback from each other and having John in the room is also adds a little bit of something else something. Where, we,
2: <laughs> where we can... I'm glad I got can, the talking to.
0: I know. We can get our are, you know what I mean? We can get some feedback. I mean, he, we can get feedback. We can discuss about the way we do things. And, and there is an element of human contact. So it doesn't feel like it's just you. I mean, we know it's lonely. That's why we had the event. We know well, it's lonely. I know. Exactly. Yes. The event. And that's, I think the bottom line of the discussion of this entire article is the fact that you are noticing that maybe she wasn't quite as the respect aspect of those of us who are behind that we're doing this all the time, right? Yeah. That we've been doing this all it's the not time,. New. But also the other aspect of it is that, like when one of the best ways to really experience a trip, again, I'm, I'm' I'm using this metaphor because it works really well. One of the best ways to really get into the what the that country or that city or that place is is to really hang with the locals. To really know where (laughs) they go. That's a great idea. To really like know where they go eat, where they have their coffee, like what's the best like unknown restaurant. And then you have this like deep connection to that space. And when people come into the podcasting land, they tend to do what the tourists do. I feel like that's missing too though, don't you? What do you mean? She doesn't have that either. She's not
1: immersing or even she is she's no not that's happy what about I'm it. saying no that's yeah.
0: exactly what I'm saying to okay, you yeah, that she yeah. didn't reach out to like she's not in she podcast out right now she did go into the I think she did go to uh she is in the podcast movement group of because course. there's a quote in there that is there right but I think that in her genre which is like a ghostly scary paranormal type genre, there is a vibrant paranormal community in podcasting. I mean, it is possibly one of the first that took off in the space, right? It's something that has been continually going. It's still really evocative for a lot of people. And that would have been the first in. Like, make friends with the podcasters who are doing paranormal shows, even if your show is totally different. That's how you get to know people. That's how they get to tell their friends about you. And you do it because you're so curious about the types of things that they do and not because they are just sitting in front of each other recording with a microphone in front of themselves. Like, yeah, right. There are a lot of other people who are doing what they're doing and have been doing what they're doing. And the the richness of the locals and that local culture is so full mm-hmm. that. That's like one of the missing pieces a lot of the time.
2: yeah. And I got go ahead. So my thing is, is I think that one of the things is she comes f- from a media background, like a radio station, and every radio station is in fierce competition with the other radio stations. Where in podcasting, there's plenty of time when you find podcasters that are even in your, that are your competition, you hear them, you promote them to your audience because you know your audience would also like that. I mean, there's absolutely. Like, Uh, Cooperation with podcasters more than a competition. I honestly, I don't really see that in this space. But as they come in, they don't know any different. They wouldn't even know to go there because they didn't even realize that the the podcasters would definitely help her.
0: Right. And also the other aspect of it is even if it's at you know one point five or 2.0 speeds, some of the podcasts about podcasting out there. You know, I know some of them are really dry. Not ours. Not ours. Ours is not ours, of course. Yeah, I was full stands. of juice, full of juice. Yes. And pee. But um, <laughs> today. <laughs> only today, unfortunately, today, that's great. True. No, but you know, even if you do it that way, you get a lot of the behind the scenes that is very, very podcasting centric again, like if you're going to a trip. In any country, like one of the first things you do is you find out like what's happening in their, on, in their political space. You maybe look at the newspapers. You maybe you listen to a podcast that is about that place, the people who live there. You know, all of that stuff you get, you kind of get, you have to know what's happening in the moment.
1: Yes, I totally agree. I get what you're saying. And I totally agree. So
0: yes. even to tap base on that stuff and not only to follow Nick Qua's newsletter, because that's only reporting on, again... The 10%ers, right? And even Sky, God lover, she does do a lot of the pro stuff, I think. But she's actively seeking out relationships with everybody that's true you know I, that's is, why I
1: said not to ditch on sky but she does right. cover a lot she has in the past covered a lot you're right you're right you're right yeah she does and she an
0: shifts it around and if you reach out to her and you engage with her and you show her why this is important and I think that this is another thing too we can't as podcasters as as solo people or independent how are you want to talk about this just think that just because you're doing a show, it's like amazing. You have to also be able to pitch yourself in a way that makes you relevant and say like, "Wow, I'm doing this show about X Y and Z and this is the way in which we're doing it. We're doing these things really well, we're working on this kind of stuff." It doesn't matter that you're just doing that show, which actually goes to what she says. <laughs> Over here where she says, "No one will support or love your podcast as much as you do." And then she says, "Finding an audience for your podcast is hard work." In like all caps. Wah. no, that's not why that's just like straight up truth, because honestly, just most people don't ever write this sentence. But it is hard.
1: You're well, right. I know. But what I'm saying I mean, is
0: in, you're right. in all of the podcasts about po- not podcasts about podcasting, but like how to podcast in all of the, you know, whatever tutorials of getting your podcast together in all the courses that are being offered in all of the things. Everybody's selling you the possibilities of podcasting up as this amazing tool for insert whatever it is that you want. And nobody tells you that it's really hard. Yeah, I think people do tell you it's hard.
2: Uh, and
0: I, and I, I don't
2: think so. I think they're, it, I they're, it's getting easier. So in other words, people now will tell you, you'll go to something, they'll say, all you need is a phone and anchor.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is that all you need to produce the show. Yeah. But not to find an audience. Finding an audience for your podcast is hard work. Like, yeah, it's easy to anybody. Yes, absolutely. You need a phone and anchor and you're done. That's it.
2: I love the part where she says her family and they love her. Don't listen, which is the truth. It's like, you know, how many of your family actually listen to your podcast?
1: Your family doesn't give a shit. It's like reading your. They
0: think it's like reading your diary. They don't care. My my mom actually does. She actually apologized to me this weekend. I know. (laughs) I forgot what she said. She used a term that was not listening related. She used a term that's like something like, I'm still catching up on the last chapters or, you know, she used a term that was the wrong genre. See, that is
1: awesome. So my family doesn't listen. Not, I mean, and it's not, I don't even know. I mean, of course they care, but I feel like they don't care about my work. I mean, this is a show about podcasting. They don't podcast, you know, therefore they're not going to listen. But even when I did, we did comedy shows. They didn't listen. Right. I, right. I mean, and I, that's fine. You don't. I don't want to. I don't want to read their diary either. To be honest,
0: Just have a little space. I'm not sure. You know, dude. I don't know if I. Okay, so if Randy decided to do a podcast, I, I really don't think he'd I would be listening. List, fuck that. <laughs> In fact, I mean, okay, think about that. He's already talking to me all day. Not I mean, all day. I mean, <laughs> we talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like, why would Scott? Want to have you in his ear, so he just Extra. had his
1: he just had his akashic records read.
0: His, <gasps> no way! Why would Scott do that?
1: Because he is very, very stuck on his next move. Oh, he stuck. Okay, he just doesn't know what said, to like, do stock, with himself. As in S-T-O-C-K. No, stock. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. Okay, so he, yeah, he, yeah, wanted okay. A, he wanted He wanted He wanted a direction into his life's purpose on some level. Okay, and she said. I see you behind a microphone, but it's not on a stage. (gasps) But you should be speaking about what you're feeling, and you should be talking about what you're going through. Like some kind of she kind of implied that he should be grief counselor of some kind. Mm. So then I asked him because like it's something he's never mentioned or brought up ever. So he was just like, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, okay, but is it scary? Like, there's no way I'd ever want to do that. Scary, or is there scary? Like, I'm not sure I can do it. Scary, because those are different. Right. And he said, it's an I'm not sure you can do it kind, which I thought was like, wow, she really nailed him then, Mm -hmm. I guess. Wow. I would not have guessed that, but we're getting off topic. I would not have guessed that, but I will say this, though, like when his dad was going through all kinds of heart issues and like he was in the hospital for six weeks under a coma because his lungs were failing, even though he just had a bypass and like it was a mess. He was talking about becoming like a pulmonary, not a therapist, not receptionist. You know what I'm saying, though, like a pulmonary ophthalmologist, whatever the fuck it is in the hospital when you help people with heart and lung shit. Right. But not a doctor, the other guy. Anyway, he was talking about that because he was like, I know so much about it. Like, I feel like I could really help other people. Like, that made sense to me. So, this makes sense to me because he's in a different, Mm. he's dealing with something different. And she implied that to heal you have to sometimes do the thing you need anyway we're getting off track but the point is if he did a podcast no i would not listen certainly not if it was about grief definitely not if it was about our lives i don't want to know i mean i do but i don't right. you know and then there's melissa and melissa's husband Stu listens to every word she says <gasps> like every he hangs I'd on
0: i'd be every... so scared dude i'd hate that i
2: listen to I samantha's know. podcast.
0: Well, yeah, but you guys met that way, like.
2: Yeah, I was a f- I was a fan before that.
0: Right. Well, that's different though. Uh, then yeah. you know, just randomly, if you didn't know Samantha, and then she decided to do a podcast, would you go listen to her podcast? I mean,
1: no, no, you know Another that's way what around. I'm. If you started dating Samantha, not having edited her show, and she started right. doing a podcast, and you were still not editing her show, would you listen? Probably. Yeah. Really? Well. Well, you're obsessed with her. That's different.
2: No, I mean, (laughs) okay. I would definitely listen to it to see if I liked it. I would would definitely listen to it to see if I liked it. And if I liked it, I would continue to listen. If I didn't, I would not. But I just, I don't know. I would not listen because I I talked to her enough.
1: But the main point here is that the audience is hard to grow. And that's hardly a surprise because unless you work for a corporation, every solopreneur, entrepreneur, business person, writer, author, blogger, influencer knows – it is fucking hard work.
2: Yes, it to is. To build
1: an audience. It takes <laughs> years and years and years of diligent vulnerability, humor, smartness, mistakes being made, admitting those mistakes, and showing your lunch. That is years worth of work.
2: And you mm-hmm. have to be entertaining.
0: Yes. Yep. Which is not easy for everyone, especially not.
1: Never mind. I shouldn't say that. I was about well, to be no- insulting.
0: Yeah, I think it's very hard, regardless of what show it is, though. I mean, there's a lot of shows that obviously are not entertaining on purpose, because that's not what they're about. They're about right. like, there's all of these different kinds of things out there that you can like, there's a lot. Okay, so we were taught, what was it the book that I was talking about the other day? Um, Great Expectations. Okay. And I said, a I'm reading the book. book. I already got into it. And then you were like, tell them what you said.
1: It's the worst book I've ever read.
0: Exactly. So boring. I want to kill myself. Exactly. Okay. So, Great Expectations (laughs) is a classic, but for no good reason. Well, no, no, no. Well, well, let's talk about that though. (laughs) There are people who totally love Great Expectations. No no one I know loves movie. You are the first person ever said that. Listen, I started to get really. But now I'm my forties. I started to get into Great Expectations when I was reading it. When I was in high school, I could. I was about to go. Oh my god, this is insane. But what I'm saying is what it takes to write like what Dickens did and who who he is now in the literary world is different than somebody who is reading, I don't even know, insert whatever book that is like super like Eat, Pray, Love. Okay. Those are two completely different books. That's hardly a
1: classic. I wouldn't call that a
0: classic. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if you're working on something or you want to be like Dickens, you're not going to be for everybody. So your audience size isn't going to be huge. And and again, these classic artists, whether it's painters, whether it's musicians, whether it's, you know, whatever, writers, most of the fame comes after they're dead.
1: Here's the thing with journalists. Cause this is not the first. So, like, I was working with another journalist, not Sky, year like a year or so, years ago. And he had a pretty, uh, pretty big audience for his podcast, yet he felt like he could grow more and he wanted to do more. But he only wanted to do more up to the point where he had to share anything of himself or his own thoughts or his own feelings. Like journalists, I don't think they have it in them to dance like a monkey in front of the camera. Like they don't want to, like they want to, they want the content to speak for itself. The content is the job, the content is what's important. And if you're going to be a successful solo podcaster, the content is only a piece of the job. The other part is you. You are the job. Also, you have to be accessible. You have to be engaging. You have to engage other people. You have to build an audience by creating no like and trust. Journalists, by the definition of journalists, they don't give a fuck about no like and trust. They don't care if you like them. They only care if you trust them.
0: Right. And you're just putting that stuff out that stands on its own. It's good, solid work. So that, so in that Which is way, great. her perspective is not wrong. It's just not helpful for her Right. She actually mentions that at the bottom where she says the talk about the sexy selfies. She says things yeah, I still don't sh- understand, a.k.a. Se- sexy selfies. Se- selfies, And then she says this and she actually coins it pretty good here. So she's talking about the the people who are doing exactly what you're doing. So, quote, they master social media. A lot of these conversational podcasters are really great at branding. Yes. They create communities of followers who act like rupees. They hang on every word, clamor for branded swag, and respond to every post. Hey, End quote. Is she talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, please. Just Even though we do have folks that really I'm you know, joking. like what we're I'm- doing. No, I know. But what I'm saying is this is true. This is absolutely correct. <laughs> so sounds... it is awesome. They don't hang on our
1: every word, but they
0: do no, like but, our swag. But it's really fun to hear people like reference some of the things that we say. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I think part of it is that the perception from the outside from somebody that they're looking to get the bazillion thousands of download numbers that most people share is wrong because that's not right You know, like the average or the even the mean is just slightly over a thousand downloads per episode per month. That's it. Like that's, Mm. that's it. So if you're expecting to hit that 5,000 downloads per episode per month, that's again, that's the top 8% of shows out there. You cannot think that just because insert your bona fides, and you've done this amazing show that everybody else is going to go, ooh, yay! Plus, again, think about the way that the movie industry has even shifted and changed. Look at the way that Apple is fighting to get um, people to come and li- to watch their new shows on Apple TV Plus. Right? Mm-hmm. Even they are fighting to get audience. And how are they doing it? They're diversifying the types of shows that are being put out there. They've got like a kid's show. They've got like a morning news, you know, drama show. They've got like a thing that's kind of like Game of Thrones. They have, you know, they have this comedy that's a little bit, you know, shorter and stuff. So anyway, all of these things are all, everybody's just testing the waters. And even Apple's not going to know what something, if something's going to work until they, until what, six months, a year into Apple TV Plus to see what's actually working. Right. And they have the cash and the actors. You know, one of the reasons that Jennifer Aniston just got into Instagram is because Reese Witherspoon got her to get on Instagram. Why? Because of the morning show. That's amazing. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to have a presence. I mean, I'm not saying I'm saying my sense is that that why wasn't she on Instagram up till a couple months ago? Yeah. My sense would be like, why do I need to? is my thought as an actor. I'd be like, I don't need to go on Instagram. Like, everybody else is on it. I don't want to do it. But because her show is coming out, she needs to start putting herself out there and bringing people in and talking about the show and doing all that stuff. Even Jennifer Aniston.
1: Even Jennifer Aniston?
0: That's right. (laughs) So... Anyway, so the last little bit that I just want to bring, I think, all the way around here is just one of the last things that she said. Oh, actually, two things that I want to say that this is not that this is wrong is that she says something under the sexy selfies that says, quote, "They produce weekly shows." She's referring to the regular everyday podcaster, I guess. <laughs> they produce weekly shows. The more shows you do, the more downloads you get. It's when podcasting at NPR got into gear. Fresh Air was always at the top of the charts. It's an incredible show. But these low-production, haunted conversational podcasts come out all the time. The more episodes, the more downloads, end quote. But I don't think that this is right because there are s- – how many podcasts do you know of that are co-hosted of two people just talking about a subject? Not that many. Well, That never wait. get any listeners <laughs> – Oh well, that one. Doesn't. I mean, there's so many. I mean, come on, John. You know that this is like the way to start a podcast. It's a co-hosted show with two people talking about something they love. It comes up all the time. Sure, Every,
2: that's how podcasters. Two podcasters start talking about something, and they're both into something. Let's say a TV show, whatever TV show it is. Oh, we should do a podcast about. That.
0: We should do a podcast, and all of the things of the Rock and Lips and podcasts that I feature every Monday on the platform. The majority of those are, hey, it, you know, I was with my friend, and we're always talking about insert subject here. And then we decided, why not? Should we? We should have a podcast about this. And then they just start podcasting, and that's the way it is. And a lot of those people produce weekly shows for years and their audience doesn't really ever grow. It just stays at that one specific level. It doesn't matter to them. They just keep on doing it because they love it. So I don't think that just because you're producing content every week, and you're talking about a subject that everybody likes, you're going to get more and more downloads. That's just not going to work. And also, the downloads aspect of it, I think is a metric, again, that is used too much To quantify or to label success a successful podcast. I mean, think about our show or our actually our entire brand, Jessica. Yes, we do have a podcast, but it's this is how people I guess get to know us deeper, but it's so much more than this. And our show is not that big. People listen to our show, they come in and out, our audience fluctuates, it's gotten a lot bigger now than I than it's been before. But we've been podcasting from twenty fourteen. Right. true. A long time. Yes. And and so now we're getting to a point where like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be getting we're going to be hitting a thousand downloads per episode per month since 2014. Yeah. And month, I mean, weekly, consistent. We're putting it out there. So expectations, I think, are too high. And I don't think that that is. And the last thing I'm going to comment on there's is, This is an awful there's an l- awful lot of discussion in this article. And relying on Apple to do all the things, meaning being featured in new and noteworthy, which is really not a thing, getting ratings and reviews, which is also really not a thing, being able to contact that one or two people at Apple to feature your show, because again, it's really not a thing. You're not going to get there. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. If I were to advise anybody that's coming in here, what, are, what did we cover last in the last episode, Jess? Jess? Yes, yeah, my prediction that it would eat Apple's lunch. Exactly. And again, we have a little bit of proof that they're really working towards that. So, why would you not listen to that? Why would you not? Leverage communications with Spotify. Try to get right. the Spotify team involved. Try to get the Stitcher team involved. Try to get, you know, the cast box. Try to get Himalaya. Try to get Luminary to like feature yourself. Like, there's all of these other players in the game that are not Apple. And Apple right now is doing everything in their power to stay, like, you know, ahead of the game and stuff like that. But there's all these people who are having all this momentum. Google Podcast, the Google Podcast team is showing up a podcast movement. Yeah. And having a booth that's really cute and fluffy and giving <laughs> things away. I mean,
2: yeah, as an Android user, I get I get right? mad at Apple now. A perfect example. I tried to search for a podcast that I heard of and it was coming up. But when I would click it, for some reason, I use uh, Pocket Cast. It wouldn't go there. So then I would. Mm. So I sent a note via Twitter direct message to the podcast. I said, I can't get that. They go, oh, I'll check into that. Here's the link. And they sent me the Apple podcast link. So I'm like, well, this is useless. I can't subscribe here. And the thing about it is now that I'm an Android user, I get mad when they only have the Apple podcast uh, link there. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is useless. I can't even listen.
0: So if you think about it from that perspective, you are essentially completely ignoring a gigantic volatile, if you will, part of the podcasting space that has so much like it's just bubbling up. Why are you not paying attention to that? And it just it irks me that all of the attention is still over there. And it's like, you know what? you reach out to everybody. you reach out to the Spotify team, you reach out to the Himalaya team. you make friends with them. you share their their app, you use their app. you become enamored or at least pretend to really like the way that they or share at least episodes pretend or at least pretend and to to just do that. I mean that's your job. you got to hustle it. You can't just keep on relying on the one dude on the one Apple podcast thing, right? I mean, as of now, even you know in the latest show of the feed. Apple consumption now is below the 60% mark. They're at 58%, which has happened in so many different years. I mean, uh, there's a lot of time that was getting into 70% of all podcast consumption. That's insane. They've gone down like an over 10% because of Spotify and Google Podcasts and all that kind of stuff. The pie is getting bigger. It's not getting smaller. It's getting bigger. So you have to think about the rest of the pie. And again, I am incredibly thankful for Apple for for supporting podcasting in the way that they do, for having such leverage, for getting so many people listening, for championing a lot of people that they champion. But it's at the same time though, it's a little bit more exclusive. It's a little bit more ecosystem driven, meaning their stuff, you have to listen on there, listen listen to their stuff on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, making their brand better, which I understand. But for us as solo people, we can't just kiss one butt. We got to kiss many. You got to kiss all the butts. We got to kiss all the butts.
1: All Not just the butts. butts. I mean. Line them up. It's a very yeah. tough lesson to learn, but I think it's important. The industry is so much more than that small little community of people who work for a media corporation. It's That's a very small amount of podcasters compared to how many are actually out there. And it just seems like. It's kind of nutty. Yeah. So before we end the episode, let me just tell you a little bit about the She Podcast Live virtual ticket. The virtual ticket is live if you go to shepodcast.thinkific.com. You can sign up, you can buy the ticket. Um, You can get to see every session that was at She Podcast, including our opening of the show. Link in the show notes. Yes, link in the show notes. Our opening of the show, you get to see all the keynotes. You get to see all the workshops. You even get to see the Friday night um, presentation by PRX and Unladylike. So go to shepodcast.thinkific.com and that way you don't have to feel like you've missed out. You can see every session. Some of the ones that people have told me stood out was Monique Caradine Kitchens talked about having a money mindset. Felicia Jones talked about speaking. Ginger Birkenbuehl talked about SEO. She's from Google Small Business. Laura Powers did a great one. Um, there are lots of amazing panels about community, about fear, about editing, anything you could ever want to know. Oh, oh, Erica Mandy spoke about treating your podcast as a business. There are a lot of really full ones. There's a whole session on how to the use The one you.
0: Instagram one was really full, Insta- but there yeah. were a lot of like Pinterest, social consciously yeah. Yes. full things so that people could address even just like self-care type of stuff or things that you're they're de- you're dealing as a woman with a lot of like, you know, just a, a mindset that we need to have, our awareness of diversity in our shows and the language that we use and all of that stuff. All of that stuff is in there. So, you know, people like in this article that we just looked at, Kara, who is the writer, this is the kind of stuff that I think that would really fill up so much of the possibilities of understanding what you can do next, right? So, Kara, I think is one of the best people that could really benefit from from buying this virtual ticket because it not not only are her peers there, but also there's all of these women who are doing incredible things that may or may not be sitting in front of each other doing a conversation and doing a weekly show. But there's so many people that break those patterns that have shows just like hers or have shows completely different than hers are just starting out or have been there for over 10 years. And they have they can share with you how vibrant the community is and why podcasting is absolutely different. I guarantee that if you watch these sessions, you are going to come out and you're out of the gate in 2020. And you're just going to be like, Oh, my God, I cannot wait. Yeah. To keep doing this thing. Yeah. Oh, my God, do we have all of these incredible women that have my back and care about my voice and care about everything I am and honor who I am in the space of podcasting. So please buy it today. Yes,
1: go, go, go. And on that note, we will close out the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, all the links that we mentioned today are in the show notes at ShePodcast.com. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at ShePodcast. And please follow us there. You can also join our group for free if you're a lady or non-binary at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash She Podcast. And don't forget to sign up for Patreon because we are switching to something else oh God, very yeah, soon. Dude, y'all. So <gasps> it's $5 until the end of the year. Uh, patreon.com forward slash She Podcast and you get access to us, an exclusive group, a QA every week, lots of good stuff. So go ahead and check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye.
2: The- 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 the-